0: And a good Sunday morning. I have no idea when you're going to listen to this, but this is the Boilers Extra podcast, and it is Sunday morning. It is getting close to sunrise in the great state of Indiana as Purdue and Michigan played in the Big Ten championship game Saturday night. It seems like days ago, but it did happen. Michigan won 43 22 game that was probably closer than the score would indicate Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit deeper here about what went wrong for Purdue in this game but uh, just off the top this is uh, this was a good experience for Purdue probably a great experience for Purdue you know its coaches and its players to get involved in a championship type game Uh, You know, it's a it's a little bit different than a bowl game. You know, a bowl game is kind of a one game season because uh, of the time off between the end of the end of the regular season and then you know when the bowl games are played. But you know, this is a different level of of football, a different level of sport because there's a legitimate championship on the line when you play in these games, and there's a different intensity, a higher intensity. Um, and I, I this this should serve Purdue well in the future you know the whole goal is to get back and do it again it's going to be harder uh, even though next year they're in divisions you know all signs kind of point to divisions going away in 2024 when UCLA and US, USC join, and you've got 16 teams battling for two spots instead of Uh, right now seven teams battling for one spot Uh, so it's going to be tougher for Purdue to get back to this point Uh, but just going through experience for this team and this program uh, can only be beneficial down the road and should benefit them in the bowl game as well and then benefit the players that are coming back next year Uh, Knowing the high level of play uh, and the small margin you err that you have in a game of this magnitude, you know Purdue was Purdue didn't have as doesn't have as much talent as Michigan. You know that 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 point that much is clear, and we didn't need this game to show us that. But you know, so you know Purdue has some upgrades it has to to have to its program to get back here and compete. Uh, and, and win a game like this, but, you know, they, they held their own. I mean, they did, and that, that wasn't the goal, but they held their own. And, you know, it's 14-13 to 13 at half. Purdue's right there, but then you know, you know, with the game itself, you know, seven plays to start the second half kind of put Purdue behind the eight ball. And even though they they chipped away with field goals, which is something they did last year against Tennessee, uh, but they were doing it with, I think, a lead. But they they, they kicked field goals last year and kicked enough field goals uh, to the point where when they got in the fourth quarter and they needed to score touchdowns. They did. Um, so it, they, they have you have to score touchdowns in these games. Uh, Michigan scored touchdowns, and you know Purdue did not. And that's that's what it that's what the game came down to. And O'Connell had a crucial interception near the goal line. Uh, he had another interception uh, that that set up a touchdown. So uh, it'll, you it go back to the offsides penalty that uh, that Purdue had when Michigan was content on kicking a field goal uh, on fourth and six. Uh, and I think. If I saw the replay correctly, he had missed the field goal. So the game might have stayed at 10-7. But if he makes the field goal, it's 10-10 instead of 14-10. to uh, so I mean, it's, it's those little things like that that add up in every game. But in this game, it becomes even more magnified that you have to, um, you know, you have to avoid those kind of mistakes. I mean, you just do. And Purdue didn't. And they they represented themselves very well uh you had to like the game plan offensively that Jeff Brom had and how it was executed how they were able to to get Charlie Jones the ball a lot and they were able to get Marshawn Rice the ball you know, you want to see more balls to tight end Payne Durham but you know it, it didn't happen you know Maccabee ran for 71 yards or so um So, I mean, they they accounted themselves very well in this game. Uh, It got away at the end, uh, but, you know, it came down to, you know, as I said, and you know this, that you've got to get touchdowns when you get down there, and it's a different game when you score touchdowns. Uh, You know, you push Michigan a little bit more uh, than what you did, but, you know, I think they they showed Michigan that they were here to play, and they, you know, they held up very well. And, And... yeah, defensively, Purdue couldn't let JJ McCarthy get outside the pocket, uh, and he did, and he and he, and he hurt them when he got outside the pocket with his legs, and he was able to throw effectively on the run. Uh, and, and, and Purdue struggled against the pass most of the year, so that's not a surprise. And, you know, Purdue tried to play coverage uh, on some third down situations, and you know, Michigan was still able was able to to make some plays. Uh, keep drives alive. uh, So, you know, that part was nothing new. I thought Purdue really did a good job against the run early in the game uh, to force Michigan to go to the air. But, you know, as the second half went on, Michigan's running game kind of took over, started to wear Purdue down a little bit, uh, even though they have tremendous depth on the defensive line. Uh, So it was... You know their running game I and mean, they ended up with over i think 250 yards now they had a 60 yard run off that on the first play of the second half you know and that's a play that has to be made by reese taylor uh you know they had overloaded the left side with i think three tight ends and you know donovan edwards that has handed it off to the to the left and he made a a, a little move and reese taylor went one way and donovan edwards went the other way and 60 yards later you know he's he's down in the red zone at, at, you know at in purdue, purdue territory and that you know that just that set a bad tone for purdue uh to start the second half and then they came back the next possession had a 40 yard pass play and then a 25 uh yard run which featured uh at least five missed tackles uh so purdue got itself in a hole in a hurry in the second half and they were playing uphill after that, and that allowed Michigan to, to tee off. Knowing Purdue was going to pass, uh, so it just it, it got a, it, it got away from them there at the start of the second half. That's to me, that's the key sequence there. And, and you know, when Purdue had chances to score touchdowns, it didn't do it, uh, and that's that's what happened. Uh, and I think they'll be better for this experience uh, going into their bowl game. You know, I think their bowl game is pretty sure locked up going to be in Florida either in Orlando or Tampa now you still have to, to wait a little bit because uh, does Ohio State get in uh, the college football playoff I would assume that they, they will get in uh, as the probably the number four you know it should go Georgia Michigan and Ohio State. You know, the question becomes Does TCU, TCU's loss in the Big 12 championship game hurt them? And I'm sure there'll be a, a, a discussion uh, whether Alabama should get in there, but um, it, it should go Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and Ohio State. Uh, I think it'd be interesting if they moved Ohio State to number three. That way they get a rematch with Michigan. Talking about, I mean, 17 million people watched that first game. How many people would watch a a, a repeat game in the, in the playoffs with more at stake? Yeah, you, you know, I, I think you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, past, uh, I wouldn't put it past these committees to do that. I wouldn't put past these committees to put Alabama in, in the thing either, because you could have Georgia playing Alabama and Ohio State playing Michigan. You talk about Buku ratings and a lot of interest. There you have it. I think TCU has earned its way into the into the playoff, and uh, let's hope that that they it there. But back to the Big Ten, um, you know, Purdue just, you know, they need more bodies, they need more talent, they need more, they need more of a lot of things. You know, injuries hurt them this year. You know, Michigan didn't have its top running back with Blake Form, uh, but you know, Purdue needs its top line players uh, for a game like this. And, you know, there were enough absences that, you know, it, it probably had an effect. But, you know, Branson Dean did come back and play. Uh, kudos to him. Uh, it didn't look like at the beginning of the week that he would play. He'd missed the last two games. And, you know, he was, I think he made the first tackle of the game. So, uh, so it was good to see him back out there, uh, see his determination to play. Uh, so, you know, hopefully that can carry over uh, into the bowl game and uh, Purdue can start getting ready for, you know, if they're in Florida, they're going to play an SEC team. Uh, an LSU, I would guess, maybe maybe a Mississippi. Uh, so they've got a, and that Mississippi game would be a preview of the 2033-2034 series with Mississippi, which uh, <laughs> which I won't be around for, I can tell you that. I hope I'm alive, but I'm not. I won't be covering that. Uh, I can guarantee you, I won't be covering that. Those games ten years from now, or eleven, or whatever it is. Uh, I can promise you that. Uh, so, anyway, I mean, it was a good, good experience for Purdue, as I mentioned, and something they, you know, they need to build on. And whether it comes in recruiting, it comes in the transfer portal. Um, they need to they need to take advantage of the exposure that they they, they got uh, in this game uh, I think people walk away with you know non-Purdue fans probably walk away from this you know with a little bit more respect for Purdue's program and where it's at and what it's done what what it's accomplished and potentially what it, what it can accomplish and and that's that's a good thing for them. Now, the coaching staff and everybody else has to take advantage of that. Uh, Purdue, Purdue needs to be extremely active in the portal. They're going to have players leave their own roster and get in the portal. Uh, you're going to be you're going to need a name tag for uh, a lot of these players. And you know the other part of the whole of this is that you know, you're probably going to see some opt outs. Uh, on the current roster that won't play in the bowl game for whatever reason. Uh, So, you know, last year was David Bell and George Karloftis who opted out. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to see more. Uh, And you're going to lose players because because of academics. So a lot of, you know, a handful of guys that probably played in this game tonight or yesterday, whatever day it is, you're probably not going to see in the bowl game for, you know, a couple different reasons, one being opting out, the other probably because of academics. Uh, So Purdue's got to put together a roster, a competitive roster for the bowl game against uh, probably a pretty high-level SEC team. And, um, you know, it's similar to last year with Tennessee. You know, Purdue didn't have its full – Arsenal out there because players opted out, and there were academic casualties, and COVID was still a factor. So they're going to have to muster up enough um, enough bodies and enough talent to to compete in the bowl game. And you know, if they bring the same energy and the same attitude that uh, they brought tonight, you know they're going to they're going to be competitive, and they're going to they're going to be in. In a, in a game, regardless of who they play, uh, you know I think we've come to to expect that uh, from from this program. So, you know, Purdue falls short, forty-three uh, twenty-two uh, to to Michigan, and you know we'll we'll see what's next. A lot of a lot of things going to go going to happen. You've got signing day coming up later this month. You've got. As I mentioned, the transfer portal uh, Purdue's probably going to try to get as many players as it can here for spring practice. Um, So, uh, just uh, as always, there's going to be a lot of movement in the off season, and uh, we'll see where it plays out. But I I do think you have to credit Jeff Brom uh, for the game plan, uh, the variety. Uh, some of the things that they hadn't run this year, the the Tyrone Tracy counter. uh, That's not something we've seen a whole lot of. Uh, And some other wrinkles, they had a couple trick plays. The fake flea flicker that he's used before was effective. Uh, The fake punt was effective. Um, So Purdue was going to have to do some different things to stay in this game, and they did. You know, the fact that Jeff Robb ta- challenged the, uh, the play on the first series shows just how valued, how important each play was. And that didn't stop Michigan from getting a touchdown, but it just, you know, emphasized that every play matters in this thing. And, you know, I thought it went about it the right way. Uh, there probably would have been a couple times uh, instead of kicking field goals, to go for it, uh, but you know you're trying to get points. You're trying to stay in the game. Hope your defense can make a play, and then hope your offense can make a play to move you closer. And yeah, you just you know you di- you know I you don't want you don't want to take yourself out of the game when you don't have to, and that's. You know, I think that was probably his philosophy on that. And again, they, you know, they did the same thing in the bowl game last year, where they kicked field goals. Uh, I think Penner kicked four, if I'm not mistaken, uh in that game. But it just, it, you know, Purdue stayed close. They stayed close until they could get in the end zone. And uh, you know, unfortunately for them, they didn't get in the end zone enough uh, tonight to uh, uh, to make a difference. Uh, but you know, again, uh, great experience for the program, uh, great experience for the fan base. The you know, Purdue fan base turned out really well for this game, as, as, as expected. And it uh, should lead to a, a, good, a good showing at the bowl game and, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, you, gotta, you just got to give Aiden O'Connell, O'Connell credit for battling through what he's had to battle through with the loss of his brother. Uh, the, the the tragic death, uh, but you know, just you know, he admitted after the game that last week was uh, really hard for him to, to focus on football and focus on what needed to be done. But he got through it. He felt a little better this week, and there's still a there's still a long process for him and his family, and you know they're going to deal with that, um, and they'll have some time to 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 deal with all that and you know they'll be fine he's a he's a strong man of faith and uh, that that will get him through he has tremendous support from his family for his family and uh, he has tremendous support uh, at the Purdue football program and throughout the university and in the athletic department so uh, credit to him for doing what he did he, yeah he had a couple of interceptions but Made some NFL-type throws tonight, and you know that's going to earn him a spot somewhere on an NFL roster, whether it's a practice squad or or whatever. But you know he's on his way, and you know, he doesn't run very well. But there's a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that don't run very well. Uh, it's more about your arm than it is your legs uh, at that level, and your mind. But you know it's just. Uh, good guy from the outside I always say I don't claim to know these these athletes or these players as well as maybe people think but you know Aiden, Aiden is a guy that you can you know I think what you see is what you get and you know he's going to be successful you know, after you know he, he leaves Purdue and takes the next step in his journey uh, to the NFL So anyway, uh, appreciate you stopping by for this edition of the, uh, the voters extra podcast. I thought that the way the game started with all the reviews that we would be there until sunrise, uh, but luckily Michigan ran the ball effectively and drained a lot of time off the clock, but I think it was, I think it was midnight when it ended, uh, I think that's when I pushed the button on one story. So, uh, long night, uh, early morning, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, uh, but it was—I—I've you know, I, been down to the Big Ten championship game a lot. And obviously, Purdue hasn't been there. But I—I've I, gone down to to watch and to to uh, you know mingle with uh, other media members, and uh, all that kind of stuff. And. I was telling people, it's like, well, you know, I, I've been down here before, but you know, this year I have to pay attention. You know, in the past I didn't have to pay that much attention to what was going on, uh, but this year I had to pay attention, and it was it was it was a privilege to cover this program in its first Big Ten championship game. So, uh, never take it for granted. Uh, you know, these events, you never know when you're going to have an opportunity to. To actually cover them and and do uh, you know do do the things that you normally do on a Saturday when you uh you know the, the football program so it was a privilege to cover them it's been a it's been a privilege to cover the program and uh, all that uh, all that kind of stuff so I don't I really don't take anything for granted with my job and what I'm supposed to do and all that kind of stuff uh Anyway, as usual, I'm rambling and making no sense, and we appreciate if you've made it this far to sticking around and, and uh, still listening uh, to me. Yep, that's driving on the road. Uh, Purdue basketball Sunday opened the Big Ten play against Minnesota uh, at Mackey Arena. Uh, Big Ten is kind of taking care of Purdue with these first two Big Ten games. You got Minnesota on Sunday and, um, and Nebraska on Saturday. The Hofstra's in the middle there. But, um, you know, Purdue should get off to a good start in Big Ten play and, and then jump back into non conference. And, and in reality, from a basketball standpoint, I know we're supposed to be talking about football, but from, from a basketball standpoint, you know, Purdue should not lose a game until you get into early January. They have mentioned that before, but uh, they're in a prime position now to to, to to take this unbeaten streak, and not that that matters in the big picture. I mean, they, they will lose a game, more than one, at some point this year. It's, it's going to happen. I know that some of you don't believe that, but they, it will happen. They, they will lose some games, uh, but they have a chance to really – just continue to build their resume and build their roles and get things going uh, that way you know when I looked at the schedule they got Rutgers at home on January 2nd and then they're they're at Ohio State to me those would be the first opportunities for them to potentially drop a game uh, not do I think Minnesota can come into Mackey Reed and beat Purdue I, I don't think they can but they might and I don't I don't see Nebraska being able to compete with Zach Eady and some of the weapons that Purdue has, but, you know, Purdue's gone to Lincoln before and lost. Uh, so, you know, anything, anything can happen. Uh, but anyway, busy week for basketball before final exams the next week. And bowl announcement on Sunday for Purdue to see uh, which Florida bowl they go to and uh, that you all can make your plans. Uh, what you want to do now coming up I mean, January 2nd is a busy day because Purdue basketball is playing Rutgers and it's it's looking like Purdue football (laughs) excuse me would play uh, in one of those two Florida Bowls and there might have to be some adjustments made there uh, with the basketball game Uh, but I'm not sure how that is going to work that's something that uh, they probably should be talking about right now uh, they're not going to be talking about it. I mean, they're certainly going to be talking about it after the bowl selection on uh, on Sunday uh, because, you know, the game's on TV and all that kind of stuff, and you've got to work through a lot of avenues to to, to to change a game like that. All right, well, I've rambled too too much as we try to make our way home early Sunday morning and, uh, and get things done uh that way all right well thanks for stopping by I appreciate it and we'll be back next week uh, with another podcast uh, to, to kind of wrap things up and uh, move forward a little bit all right well have a have a good day or have a good morning and uh, check back uh, later next week thanks